Okay, so welcome back to the Search for Biblical Answers, and today uh, we have my wife here, uh, May. Yes. And. Uh, Hi, and Kuyanoi. Yeah, hello there. Okay, and so today, as as uh, as our intro segment, <clears throat> we were asking for questions that we could answer at, in a discussion mode, and so we did get a question. We got a question on uh, from Alex, and it was uh, I was wondering where do I start if I wanted to do mission work, and how do I know if it's my calling. And so we're going to go ahead and get this uh, question started and and uh, and answered in the best to my knowledge and, and uh, wisdom that I have. And uh, before we get started, we're going to go ahead and pray. May, can you pray? Yes. Um, most loving, gracious Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this wonderful um, day that you've given to us. Thank you for this setting, Lord God, that um, you're going to lead us, Lord, and uh, for those people also that will listen, Lord God, please open their spiritual eyes, their minds, Lord God, their hearts, their spirit, Lord God, to receive your word. We thank you so much, Lord, because you are you're so good in our life, Lord God. And also, Lord God, tonight, um, this moment, Lord God, um, guide us and let, let it be that the Holy Spirit will be our guide. Cover us always with your most precious blood, Lord God as we tackle this topic, Lord God, and doing your um, will, Lord God, um, in our lives. We thank you so much, Lord God. We honor you and glorify your name. We declare victory in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And so again, the question was, I was wondering where do I start if I wanted to do missionary work? How do I know if it's my calling? Okay, and so I want to start off with... Um, Matthew 28:19-20 and this says therefore go out go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded of you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age okay and so the first thing I want to start off with and uh, May and Noah can jump in whenever they want uh, for discussion is no one should have to be told what is already been told of us to do in Scripture, right? And so Philippians, uh, Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think, of, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the and the God of peace will be with you. And so, uh, from, from what I can see, when it comes to basic missionary work, meaning missionary work that you can do in your own community, you don't, you don't really need anything. You know, If you believe that God is calling you for something, then just go out and do it. It's, it's praiseworthy, it's, it's noble, it's lovely, right? And so we don't, have to, we don't have to get any specific confirmation of any of this because God is already telling us to do this, right? He's telling us to go out and make disciples of everybody. And then in Philippians, we are told again that we, we need to do anything that is noble just to just do it, you know? And so uh, I believe that you could, you, you should be able to, if, um, if you lack some type of spiritual growth and you feel like God is calling you to something like this, I believe that you should be able to go to uh, your pastor or to a community center in your neighborhood that will allow you to use uh, your calling in some form or way, whether it's uh, feeding programs, whether it's biblical studies, whether it's street evangelism, uh, whether it's uh, music, whether it's e even the simple thing as uh, passing out pamphlets, you know, passing out pamphlets, oh, the, the, hit the hit and run ministry, right? <laughs> uh -huh. uh, but, but passing out pamphlets, though, could be, could get difficult at points. If you're passing out a pamphlet and someone asks you questions about it, you know, before, before you, uh, before you run, you just hit and they, they grab you before you run, uh -huh. then you still need to be prepared to answer these questions, right? And so, uh, so the first thing I would do is pray, right? You, you pray for a purpose, uh, you pray for God's will and uh, direction, and and then you pray for a passion. You you want to ask God for a specific passion that uh, that that 
that you that, that he puts into your into your life into your heart uh, most preachers most preachers most ministers most most uh, missionaries they usually have uh, a certain passion for a specific topic it's like an area of expertise yeah an area of expertise in the bible aside from the gospel itself everyone should know the gospel but yeah. then aside from that everyone uh should have a specific thing whether it's it's uh it's it's fighting for a specific type of uh suffering suffering or temptation or, temptation or uh, some people do strict um strict fighting against homosexuality uh -huh. you know some people do strict fighting against uh, the grace and and works uh, theology you know and, and so these people study for this because these callings are out there due to this specific reason right and so the next thing you want to do is read your bible and start applying what you read towards mission work uh, in other words if you think that god is calling you to 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 uh, to be a counselor, you know, then you can be a counselor for Christ, you know, and and so you you take the word of God and you and you're able to interpret it in that form, you know. The Bible says to feed the hungry, right? So you feed the hungry in spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. You feed the hungry in emotion, yeah. you know. Uh, if you have the capability and, and the the funds and the organization to feed the hungry physically. physically then you do it that way, and that's yes. your calling, you know? Yeah, let me interrupt. Um, um, some, or most of the Christians also, some uh, have a he hesitation like, oh, I cannot do that because I'm not worthy. You know, uh, some of my, most of the, most of, and the, uh, most of the people, uh, most of the members of the mission work are very close to God. Oh, I feel it, it's so awkward to be with them. But the feeling is so strong. How can I be able to do it? Like some something like that. So they have something. They feel guilty in themselves that oh, I cannot do that because I am not worthy. I am sinner, you know. And it reminds you over and over again for for the sins, you know, that you repeatedly did. And sometimes it makes them. It's 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 the hindrance for them not to not to do the mission work. Like for example, also I cannot do this because you know there's a lot of people that is a lot, a lot of excuses. Like I'm so busy with my job, I have kids, I have I have schooling, I have you know. So especially for nowadays, like we're we're encountering, we're facing COVID. So um, a lot of people. This might be a test that how you could do the mission in spite of this situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because of the restrictions of this COVID-19, yeah, it is really hard for us to make some mission work because uh, it's like here in Kidapawan when <clears throat> when you are caught feeding the children and uh, not obeying the social distancing distancing thing, you can be fined for a fifty thousand pesos. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be hard and for you want to do evangelism. Oh, you want you to can. do evangelism, but you can. Okay. So so do you believe that uh, we need to be taking? Um, What's the words I'm looking for? Like, do you believe that that the government is 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 stopping us from doing mission work on purpose? Yeah, let's say something. I mean, do you think it's like persecution? Yeah, it's it's not, but maybe it's uh, what do you call that? Prologue or it's like a, a beta <laughs> like, test? Yeah, yeah, an introduction of of this. Um, you know, event what is happening right now because it's really hard. Like you want to, you know, there's a lot of people. For especially for me, there's a lot of students that wants counseling. But sometimes, you know, here in the Philippines, you don't have gadgets, you don't have internet. How can you be able to comfort them? How can you be able to talk with them? Because even, you know, transportation is hard. Some, you know, most of the time it's so hard. You cannot interact with them. So, but. I think, you know, um, if you are really pushed to do it, if you are called to mission for me, as what I've experienced, God will remind you over and over again. It will come to a point that you cannot sleep to think of it. Like, you're calling your guilt, you know? Your guilt sometimes, especially, um, 
uh, when you started to do a mission work and then you um, you, stop. you stop it and then you stop it and then you, you will see you will see a particular event like oh there's somebody uh, there, there there's there's an accident in front of you like what happened to us last two weeks ago mm -hmm. and then if you if you what do you call that if you did not do for the mission work for how many months how many weeks it god will make a way to remind you over and over again you know through circumstances whatever it is like finances like any struggle you know that you are facing like somebody is dying in front of you what you're going what you're what you're going to do that's the time that you are you know like force the friendly force with the holy spirit that has ask them to receive Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, repentance like that way. So I think the the offer of the ministry around us is not limited. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I, th I think ministry can be done in any form of way. You know, even um, even like like some people know how to cook real well, you know. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times they're they're the ones that are just uh, inviting people to their home. You know, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Uh, uh, come, let's come and eat. You know, I love cooking company. I have food. I have this. I have that. And, and any type of friendly gesture to someone who is not Christian is an open door for them to be saved. You know, that's how. You, that's just how you have to see it. Any type of friendly gesture, um, because because they're not used to it. First of all, people are so uh, paranoid or even hated. Like not hated, but what's the word? Uh, there's so much hatred in society. That nobody wants to say, uh, nobody wants to to be pleasurable to anybody else, any form of that word, in any form, in any sense of the word. You know, nobody. I don't even want to say, "Hey, your hair is, you know, your hair looks nice today," or something. Why? Because because I'm so full of anger, you know. And so ministry takes place anywhere you go, even if it, even even during the COVID, you know. Uh, we, I thank God that we have podcasts. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. Because at this point, we can just spread it. You know, yeah. we can spread the word without having to be around too many people. You know, and so let's get back to this where we say, um, okay, so again, apply apply what you're learning from the Bible to your specific mission of passion, right? Or passion mission, right? Uh, and three, be a part of mission church or mission group. Uh, some missionary groups are different churches that get together to do field work. So again, in the before the pandemic, we had a feeding program, and uh, it was actually three to four churches that would get together that would that will uh, provide food, rice, uh, and, and other types of uh, even even sometimes clothes, you know, donating clothes. Yes. And we will go to tribal areas to feed these people and to and to clothe them, and uh, sometimes even giving chinelas and stuff. And so, it, it doesn't have to be. Uh, a single denomination or a single mm -hmm. church, you know, uh, churches at some point will have to unite yeah. to do what God is calling them to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so feeding programs, things like that, that that's very hard to organize. Mm -hmm. It's extremely hard, it's to, very hard to fund, you know, and so it's better to do it when you have four churches, each one puts a quarter in versus a hundred percent. Not all the churches are open for that because it's, most of the churches are very, very particular only for their church like they're very close in terms of having connection with other churches do feeding do counseling program you know so it's it's sometimes it, it hinders like especially some you know some pastors are very close-minded oh we cannot mingle with them like it should be ours it should be you know yeah so. and so uh, if you find yourself well i guess the, we're not telling you to leave your church but if you find yourself in a church that doesn't do missionary work then I, I would suggest that you explore you don't have to be a mo most of the churches that do field work are not very particular with their member numbers you know in other words they just want help they don't really require you to go to their church they just want help and so when you go to these churches and say hey you know I'm willing uh, I have this passion to feed people I have this passion to counsel people uh, where can I get started you know if it's if you're going to the right church and they would they will train you they will teach you and then you can take that to your church yeah just yeah. like it's like me man I'm I, I wanted to preach 
Then Pastor Tisu teaching me how to preach, and I'm asking you some tips on how to preach. Also, you're also teaching me. Yeah, and and, and you're right. So it it, it doesn't a, a mentor does not have to be from your denomination. Yeah, right? I, I just don't believe it. I don't I don't believe that a denomination should isolate you from God's will from from God's plans for you. You know, for God's will for you. I don't believe that. I believe that um, if, if the pastor of that church is noble, is righteous, uh, is humble enough, he would give you the door to say, you know what, you're free to go do this if this is really your calling. You know, as opposed to saying, no, you got to pick something in this church here. You don't find anything here, then you're not really called to do anything. You know, uh, and so ch some churches are really strict. You know, and I'm, I'm not naming denominations because I don't, I don't know. Tons of denominations, but I know that uh, I grew up as Baptist, and sometimes Baptist churches are really strict with allowing you to do things, you know. And once I got to an age, I decided to go non-denominational. You know, I decided it's to just. Like we, we Bible. offered like Bible study, we offered like ministry, but they are going to, you know, some members of the church were going to say that um, I am going to ask the pastors if we are able to do it or not. Yeah. Some of them are really, really yeah, strict. Yeah, some of them are really because, strict. Yeah, uh, and, maybe, and, maybe the doctrine will touch like that. Sometimes yeah. if you touch the doctrine, oh, yeah. that's a very, very... And, 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 and to, to defending God and defending Jesus, uh, Jesus and God didn't teach doctrine. Mm -hmm. yeah, Jesus did not teach doctrine in the Bible. He taught, he, he taught what God was telling him. He taught what the Father was telling him to do. You know, and there's no real doctrine. We didn't, uh, the, the Christians in that time weren't called Christians into the book of Acts, mm -hmm. you know. And so be, before that, they were just believers. Yeah, believers. They were just Jesus followers, you know. And so, and, and so we, we have this problem where these doctrines become so entangled with themselves that they, they don't allow freedom. Of, of anything when it comes especially when it comes to mission work you're not doing mission work for, for this church and you're not doing anything at all you know and so that's really dangerous and I'm not again I'm not bringing down any specific church or anything like that but if you find yourself in a church where you don't feel free to worship God or, or serve as, as, a, as in the mission that you want then look for an outside source that can supply that for you I'm not saying leave the church there's plenty of outside sources, nonprofit organizations, and things like that that would allow you to work in this form and of way. Especially um, at a certain age, like youth, youth want to explore, want to have only enjoyment. Like that's why sometimes, oh, it's just a small. I, I mean, it's just a short time in in doing service, and uh, some of them excuses also like. Um, what do you call by that? Oh, some of them has excuses also that oh I cannot, no I cannot serve because I'm too young for that or you know I'm not, sometimes I'm not knowledgeable. I am that. not. Really yeah, I don't I don't know enough. Uh -huh. uh, but the the thing is is that if if you don't take the, if you don't take the first step to try to learn, then you're never gonna be knowledgeable to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, discipleship take takes time. You know, discipleship takes mentoring. Discipleship takes takes a lot of prayer and a lot of a lot of time spending with discussion with your mentor. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? How do you do this? You know. And, and when I'm talking, when when I and you don't even have to find a church. Find a missionary. You can go online, go to Facebook, and and Google missionary groups. You know, and, and you can bring you can talk to these people. Because most of them, I don't know, but as I observe very very few there are very very few churches only that you know discuss or offer about doing ministry work it's only inside of the box like only in church okay but they did not extend it you know to their to the work field to their to their neighbors to their friends yeah. you know so um the church doesn't doesn't give the significance, you know, the significance of ministry that God called us to do. 
and, and I believe that in this time and age, churches churches are becoming selfish. Yeah, they're becoming the stagnant. Yeah, Some they of them are stagnant. doing going to church for ten to twenty years and then doing nothing, just yeah. listening, go out and church and then do the same over and over again. Yeah. So there's no there's no extension of because I believe that if you are called by God, if you are chosen by God, you will you need to do something. You know, yeah. it's it's not just about personal, oh I'm okay, I am filled with the Holy Spirit, oh I'm you know, it's it's only more on personal, but you are not extending it. So where is the love? Yeah. You know, where is the love? Where is the service? Where is the sacrifice? None. That's right. And, and so, uh, again, I was I was saying earlier that uh, missionaries, missionaries, or um, in your community, talk to missionaries in your community. You can find them on Facebook and just start a conversation with some of them. You know, and just say, hey, how how did you get started? Or simple, it's as simple as doing this, guys. Go outside, walk in your neighborhood, and what is necessary, what is needed, you know? Are, are, there, are there a lot of broken homes? You know, are there, are there a lot of homeless people? Are, is there a lot of, uh, you know, bars, financial, yeah, issues. financial issues, bars and clubs around in your neighborhood, or whatever, whatever's around, guys. Fear, anxiety. Yeah, what, what that, it, that's right. Fear, yeah, anxiety. Suicidal. Uh, There's a lot of... Suicidal like, issues. Yeah. Go on your Facebook. Look, look at your Facebook pages, right? And, and you're going to see a lot of people that want to commit suicide. Yeah, posting mm -hmm. some coffins. Yeah, that's right, yeah. posting coffins and stuff. And sometimes they even post themselves in coffins. And so these are all signs of troubled people, you know? And so you don't need money to do missionary work. You don't need it. You, 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 some people just may need time, you know, and that's free to give. I mean, it may not be free, free for you. you. You may have to not do something, right? Not play your Xbox or play your video games or play your Mobile Legends or something, mm -hmm. right? But, but if you really wanna do missionary work, take the time to just go out there, what is needed in your society and start from there. If there's no help around you, if there's no way that you can actually find somebody to train you, to to uh, to guide you and form, mm -hmm. then then just go out there and start doing it. You know, you you'll make mistakes along the way. Yeah, yeah. but um, let me interrupt interrupt also that the importance, you know, the importance of serve, serving others, extending help to others is. First of all, leading them to Christ. You know, leading, accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And then like what Jesus did, you know, that after he heals the sick, after after he prayed, he he, he introduced the love of the Father. He, so, yeah, yeah. But, and, and you have like a point. With, you have a point. You... Your, yeah, it's not your, about helping or humanity. Your, your ultimate goal, your ultimate goal should be to bring people to Christ. Christ yes. That's that's true. However, Jesus always fed before he preached. Oh, right. He fed the five thousand, and then he preached. Right. He healed, and then he told them. Right. And the reason why is because if we do not need, if we do not meet their physical needs, then their spiritual needs will never be met. Yes. Right? That's the yes, honest yeah. truth. You cannot listen on an empty stomach. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay? You cannot listen when, when, you're, when your husband just beat you. Yes. Right? You cannot listen to, to gospel when, you're, when your son just died. Right? You can't do that, right? Right, it, it, why? Because the physical need is going to inter interrupt. Remember, the flesh is always stronger than our spirit. Amen. It's not stronger than the Holy Spirit, but it is stronger than our spirit. Right? If we're hungry enough, what happens? We're going to steal. Right? If, if you're hungry enough, I'm talking about going one week, two weeks without eating, you're going to start stealing. Right? Test, test. It's, it's a really big test, right? And we're going to fail it at some point. I mean, we may not fail it, but the odds are that at some point, we're going we're gonna to fail. If no yeah, one feeds us, if we're going to feed us, we're going to fail because we're gonna, we have to choose. We want to die or we want to survive. And, we're, and human, human instinct is what? To always survive. Right? And so we feed them, they're full, then they can listen. We console them, right? 
because they the their, their son died, for example, we console them, right? We cry with them. The Bible says that Paul cried with them, right? We cry with them, right? And then they'll listen. Why? Because we made them feel better. We, we met that physical and mental need. And now we can fix their spiritual need. We can say, do you know why I can do this? Do you know why? Do, do you know why uh, I can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I cannot talk to you about Christ. Because I just fed you spiritually. I, I fed you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right? And so now we can talk. We can talk about this issue that you have. You know, or we talk about this issue that you have, and then I'm going to put in there, we have that, that to fix this issue, you need Christ. And that's how it works. Right? Mm-hmm. The Bible says that we, we, we need living water. Right? We need to, we need to eat of, of Him. Right? We need to eat of His bread. Right? That, that's what because why because that's eternal that's eternal water right but we can't do that we can't we can't preach to them if we're not doing it physically first now if they don't want to listen the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. you feed them anyways yes that's what's righteous mm-hmm. right you feed them anyways you if they're hungry you give them some rice mm-hmm. if they don't want to listen to the gospel that's fine guess what when they get hungry again, they're gonna come back. They will come back, right? And so you feed them again, and if they still don't want to listen. That's okay. Why? Because the example is in you. You're showing them what Christ is. You can't force them to listen, but at some point they're gonna say. I'm going to listen. At some point, they're going to sit down. But I believe that the Word of God, kumbaga, nasa Bisaya, ang panuntibon nga, ang pulong sa ginawa, dili makawang. So it means to say, even he will not listen unto it, there is still a little, that's right. Another one reaps it, right? Yeah, so I can reaps. plant the seed, and somebody else yes. allows it to grow. You know, yeah. God. This is that God will make it grow, right? But you plant the seed. Yes. You plant the seed of love. You plant the seed. Whoever of, will nurture it will water it. That's right. It's not your, you know. It's. That's right. I mean, you, you're right, yeah, and, yeah. and so and so maybe your missionary, right? Right. Maybe your mission plant, is then, to plant. Yeah. Right. Just to plant seed. Yeah, maybe right. your mission is just to plant, and then you, and then someone else will come and and, and allow it to grow, yes. water it, water and nurture it, it. Yes. And, and and at some point that flower will become that flower will become a believer in Christ, mm-hmm. right? True. At some point will become a believer in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that you uh, learn from that uh, question, Alex, and I hope that you uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, and again, uh, ministry can be done without money. Ministry can be done without um, without a car, without anything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, mission work is right around the corner. It's your yeah, neighbors, yeah, yeah. but ultimately, if you really look for something big, like a missionary work, missionary to to another country or something like that, then I would definitely suggest that you volunteer for a few of them, so that you can uh, so that you can uh, experience and see if it's really what you want to do or you think that God is calling you. You'll find the passion the more you start, the deeper you get into the missionary work yes. itself. The more you get closer to God if you want to That's right. That's for, for, for His glory. That's right. Yeah. And, and you'll definitely find it. You, you, when, you, when you notice that you're making a difference for Christ, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to find that passion and say, I want to do it more. And I believe that it's obedience that matters to God whether we like it or not that's right because it's God it's God um, command yeah so okay so uh, anything else yeah uh, it is a matter of just like uh, when you when you can say that no I, I'm not uh, what you might call it I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not like I'm not fit to do that thing or I'm not equipped to do that kind of missionary work well just look at the Bible the Bible says that Jesus doesn't call the equipped he equipped the call that's right yes, he does equip for the example, call for example Moses how many times Moses rejected the calling of yeah. God yeah. like oh I cannot do this I can speak when how about, <laughs> how about the story of Gideon right yeah. 
when, he, when God called him, he, he says, no, why me, Lord, because I'm too weak. Yep. Oh, yes. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, so we're going to move on to the next question. We took 30 minutes on this question, and we got another question that came in. And uh, again, uh, Alex, I hope that you uh, find this answer useful and that you use it. And uh, again, hopefully that you start with prayer and go from there. Prayer and Bible reading and apply what you learn to the mission that you want to do. Um, okay, so next question is, how can we know that we are saved even when we continue to sin? Sometimes we sin even without wanting to. Am I at risk of losing my salvation? And this was from... Uh, a guy named Lover, you know. Okay, so uh, there's a difference, right? I want to start off with this. Uh, Romans seven nineteen through 20, it says, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. Right? This is this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is, the, it is sin living in me that does it. Oh, so while you're reading that verse, I remember of this guy that, asked me a question once that he uh, his job for a living before he before he became a Christian was he was a uh, fighting cop breather so he breeds fighting cops for a living and do it for uh, for gambling and when they win he gets his contribution so he can live on then he became a Christian and so he he was be he was really uh, diligent for being a Christian, so the church has given them, trusted him to give the keys so that he could go to church early and open yeah. the door. <laughs> Even yeah. how simple yeah. your, yeah. your, what do you call that, your part yeah, in the church. <laughs> he was given a part in the church. So he was, then here comes the guilt in his heart, man. That he knows that he is now a Christian, but his source of life is like to do sin. Yes. So. I was really wondering what what could we what could we answer that question. Okay, so that's that's a that's an interesting interesting uh, story, man. I had a when I was working, well not working, when I was going to school, my first my freshman year of college, mm -hmm. um, I was in the, I was what you call it in a adult program because I was I had just gotten out of the army and I went back to school. So an adult program, you go to school. Uh, for two hours, let me see, what was it? For four hours a day, twice a week, right, in the evening time. And and there was a guy who was, he, he was making a lot of money, man. He was one of a, in a he was an administrator for a Budweiser. A what? Budweiser, which is a very popular beer. Oh, dear. In America, you know. Uh -huh. And and he was going for um, vocational ministry. Vocational. So that's what that's what his college degree was going to be, right? Vocational ministry. And so and so it was weird because one day he, he came up to me and talked to me. Uh, I was always teamed up with him when we were doing group projects. And uh, he came up to me one day and he said, Dude, I don't know what to do, man. Like... I said, "What's what's the problem?" And he said, "I have, I've been I've been doing this job for, I think he said it was like 17 years, you know, and he was making, I mean, his his salary was big. Mm -hmm. His salary was like minimum, it was like $25 an hour. Oh, that's right. yeah, it's big. Yeah. $25, and you're working that all, you're working 10 hours a day, uh -huh. you know, so you're making over a thousand dollars a week, and when you think about it." He said, you know, when I deliver a certain amount of beer, then I get a bonus. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so he does his delivery round, but if he can sell more than what he's supposed to go out and deliver, he gets a bonus, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself. Uh, I've been a Christian for a long time, but now that I'm starting school and I'm learning vocational ministry, like um, I'm starting to have guilt. You know, guilt. That guilt, man, yeah. that guilt really yeah, gets you, right? Uh -huh. And so that guilt was—he was like, man, I don't, I don't know what I need to do. Like, I don't know if I need to quit my job because I'm not. He—he he knows it. He knew he's not sinning by selling beer. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in the Bible that says you can't drink. There is something in the Bible that says, do not get, get drunk. drunk. Oh, yeah, right. 
but you can't but it doesn't say you can't drink right but he's he felt he felt like he was partaking the sin in the sin <laughs> of others, of others. Yes. because because you are because you're drinking I mean because they're yes. drinking he's not he's not even the drinker man uh -huh. he, this guy's not even a beer drinker right but he did feel a lot of guilt right and it's like you know I mean I could be he was he was like this he was like I could be the I could be the reason for people crashing while they're drunk oh yeah why why because I'm the one who delivers the beer that they're drinking that they're drinking uh -huh. right and so ultimately my answer to him was that it's it's first of all it's not your fault that they drink right mm -hmm. You can sell, you can make the beer, right? You're not getting drunk, right? Mm -hmm. And if they drink the beer, as long as they don't get drunk, mm -hmm. then it's not a sin, mm -hmm. right? But if they get drunk, it's still not your fault. It's not, it's, it's not your will that's doing it, right? You see what I mean? It's not their will. It's, it's, it's not your will that's doing it. It's their will that's causing the sin, right? Uh-huh. It's their will that's causing the sin, right? And so we may have a little change in, uh, in, the, in acoustics. Uh-huh. We, it's got so hot here that we ended up opening the door. So, um, so I apologize in advance if it changes a little bit. Okay, so again, however, if you still have, like, like raising cocks for fighting yeah it's not the sin gambling is the sin mm -hmm. right however if if you do have that guilt then it's not you who has the guilt like it's not it's not it's not you is what I'm saying if you if you have the guilt it's not you feeling the guilt is what I'm trying to say it's the Holy Spirit oh right and so I think at this point, I told him at this point, man, I think that the Holy Spirit may have something else for you. I know you're making a lot of money, right? But if your love is Christ, then you're sacrificing the money as opposed to trying to continue to partake, I guess you can say partake in somebody else's sin. He's not partaking in somebody else's sin. You're not forcing anybody to drink. Right, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a business in my opinion, but if you do feel like that, then I believe that the Holy Spirit is weighing down on you, and because of that, be, because you you are doing this here, you're doing this huge business here, and you're making a lot of money here. God wants you somewhere else. That's mm -hmm. what I told him. God wants you somewhere else, and we have to have faith that. He is going to provide for us, yeah. even if we don't make that much money. Yes. You know? But some, yeah, yeah. Can I interrupt? Yeah. Like, for example, some people is doing like, when we, like, a double, a double portion. But even the Bible says that you cannot serve two masters. Like, for example, oh, yeah, you are called to do, you are, you, you are, for example, you are called to do something for, for the church in service and then you have an excuse also like oh i cannot do this because i need to do business yeah like that or yeah some of them like oh i can give 50 percent my time to god and i can give 50 percent my time to my to myself. myself yeah to myself so yeah that's it well i mean like, sometimes you will have a what do you call that you have your Justification for yourself. Yeah, that, you, you oh, do I need have to, because I need also to earn for a oh, living. If yes. I want to do this yeah. or like that, but but we have to realize that that we have to trust God to supply all our all of our needs. You know, and if He doesn't supply something that we think we need, then that's because we don't need it. You know, that's how that's how I see it. You know, He's He's going to supply enough money for you to get food, for you to get clothes, for you to get a roof over your head, but anything excess in that then we really don't need mm -hmm. you know like that that's just the reality right and so 
if, if this guy is selling beers, or for your your example, this guy is raising uh, fighting cops, fighting cocks, you know, and he has a guilty conscience. I truly believe that it's the Holy Spirit weighing down on him, saying, "You don't need to be doing this anymore." Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that that God has set has set His path for something better, maybe not money wise better, mm-hmm. but definitely spiritually better. So all he needs is just a, a leap of faith. He needs that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs that leap of faith. And that's what I told the guys. Like, you need to go ahead and take that first step. If if you feel guilty, man, you need to go ahead and take that first step and go ahead and start resigning or start looking for a job that is more, um, that, w- that would be more, I guess I can say hospitable to, <laughs> to your guilt. You know, if you don't want to quit and just go like that, you know, you need to start finding another job that is going to be better suited for you and your ministry if you are starting or doing ministry. Because some, yeah, some callings also are really strong that you cannot resist yet. And some are just resisting it until it will come to a point in their life that, oh, I cannot, I don't have a way anymore to, you know, to avoid it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm crippled already. I don't have a choice. Yeah. I'm sick already. Oh, I got no I legs. Now, God now. Yeah, I have no yeah. legs. Now, now yes. I can serve God. I'm, I'm good. I got no legs. So uh, maybe maybe I can uh, do a, a yeah, what's I will focus it? on God right now. Oh, I'm retired yeah. already. I need to focus on God. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, heard some I, got, I got yes. no legs. I have no legs so I can be a motivational speaker now. Oh, it's <laughs> it's like the one on YouTube right yeah, now. No, no, yeah. no legs, yeah. So. Uh, and that, that's a shame and sad that we have to see that mm-hmm. but it does happen to a point where we if, if if we don't if we ignore our ministry and we ignore our calling uh, then we we are uh, what's, the, what's the word I was looking for we are rejecting Christ yeah and there are yeah. some Christians like the way that hand like um, for example like he is doing the sin over and over again and it will, I, every Sunday morning he's present to the church and he's always praying too but the change is really you know it doesn't happen it's very in his minimal. Or her life yeah that's yeah. very yeah because a, a lot of christians will have an excuse that oh anyways change it gradual but it came to a point that you are in that death already yeah. <laughs> you know so it's been it's it's been how many you know it's been how many years that god extend your life to serve him, to honor him, but you never did. Yeah, you didn't. Like, yeah. So. And so, and it's so. It's really a big struggle, you know, yeah. for, for fighting your flesh, your, and, yourselves. And so, talking about the guy and my guy that we were just talking about, uh-huh. um, if if we feel guilty, if we if we're doing something that we know is sinful in nature, right? I don't believe that the beer guy was doing something sinful in nature, but he he felt like it was. You know, and so if we are doing something sinful in nature, then then we need to stop. Simple as that. If we if we think we're doing it, even though it might not be wrong in somebody else's eyes, uh-huh. if we think we're doing it, then we need to stop. That's just as simple as that. Right? And I believe that the Holy Spirit will gonna convict you. Yeah. Give remind you. You know. Of course, of, the Holy Spirit. At will the end of the day, you. not at, at the end of the day. At the end of after three days, two weeks, He will He will remind you for that. Yeah, He will convict you. Yeah. And so back to Romans seven nineteen twenty. We got off a little topic off there, but it, it does. It's gonna make sense here in a little bit. Uh, sin. We we have to choose whether we are. Are we willfully sinning? That's that's the key word there. Willfully sinning, in order to um, ins- not ensure but assure that we are saved, right? In other words, are we doing sin on purpose? You know, the question again was sometimes we sin even without wanting to, right? And so Paul here says that he sins because because sin lives in him, right? Mm-hmm. Sin obviously lives in him, so. He's actually, he sins because we are sinners by nature. He says that he does not do what he wants to do. He's, he, he does what he doesn't want to do, right? And so that is normal. But Hebrews 10, 26, 27 says, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. In other words... If we continue, continue to, to sin, sin, knowing that we are sinning, mm-hmm. right? Some 
then, then our salvation, our salvation is at risk. Why? Because we know it's a sin. We know we're doing wrong. You know the Holy Spirit is telling you no, and you keep doing it. Right, and so rejection of that—that's what you call rejection of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Uh, the other word for that is what blasphemy. 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 Yeah. Right, and so we need to be careful when it comes to this specific type of issue. I'm not talking about the sin where you just go up and, oh, I'm so I'm so so hungry. I haven't eaten for two weeks. You know, I'm going to take this little banana here and walk away. That's you know what that's done willingly, right? Yeah. Why is it done willingly? Because you're so weak. Uh huh. You're spiritually weak. You are, you're, um, you're, you're physically weak, you know, and so you're just going to take it because you're extremely hungry, you know, and although it's done willfully, I mean, we are doing it on purpose. We're not doing it on purpose because we are, we're finding pleasure out of it. We're doing it on purpose because every sin is done willfully, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. But are we going back and we're saying, forgive me, Lord, are we repenting from this sin? You know, and trying not to do it again. That's that's the difference. Willful sinning, you do not repent from. Willful sinning is one no of those. Guilt. There's no guilt. Yes. There's no guilt. No, there there's nothing about it. It's like I don't regret that I did that, mm -hmm. and that's it. And you keep moving on, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay. So uh, about the salvation thing, right? Uh, once saved, always saved, right? John six thirty seven says, "All those that the Father gives me." will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never drive away mm -hmm. right uh, Hebrews 10 14 says for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being holy. Uh, being ho made holy right so again once saved always saved that, that is true the question that we need to focus on right is uh, John, you know, John 10, 27, 28 also says that nothing can snatch us away from him, right? So again, that's another one, right? And we will continue to sin until the end, but slowly become holy, right? So again, Philippians 1, 6 is being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. So the day of Christ, uh, we, can, we can essentially substitute that for what? The end, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The end, right? Because when God, when Christ comes, it will be the end. It will be the end, right? Yeah. It will be the end as far as Earth goes, right? Okay. So the real question here is not whether do we lose our salvation. The real question is, were we saved to begin with? That's the real question. Are we really truly saved? Mm -hmm. right? Because if you're saved, you're always saved, right? But here it is, guys. The real question is in Hebrews 3.14. It says, We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Right? So, again, this means that we do not share in Christ unless we hold our conviction so conviction is is, is our faith mm -hmm. right we're convicted right we are we are convicted to accept Christ as a personal savior he's a personal savior it, it's our faith it says here that we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end now the key word here is if if that's the key word if if, if that means we, we, we need to do it. It's a condition. Mm -hmm. You know, we have come to share in Christ. So we share in Christ, right? We have come to share in Christ. If indeed. So if, 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 let's just say, if we do not hold, right? Let's do this. We do, let's change it out, right? Let's change it and say, we do not come to share in Christ if we do not hold our original conviction. Oh, I can't see how, get it. See how yeah. it works? Yeah. Right? Hebrews 3.14. So, we share in Christ, we become part of Christ, only if we stand firm into the very end. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, what does it mean by end? Well, it means the end of our life, or it means the, the end Jesus when comes. Jesus comes. Mm -hmm. Right? 
Now here's another verse, right? 1 John 2.19. This verse says, they, want, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us, right? So again, this is saying that because they left, they were never part of us, right? They of, never they, been that's part right. Of they us. were never a part of us. In other words, they were never part of sharing in Christ. And mm -hmm. we go back and forth to Hebrews, right? They, they did not belong to us, so they were never saved to begin with, right? We, the Hebrews also talks about that there is, um, I can't remember the verse, that talks about the, um, that there's no salvation for those who have heard, of who have heard the word. Yeah, there's no salvation for those who have been enlightened but have walked away from it, right? And so this is extremely important. Why? Because you've already rejected Christ. You know you have been enlightened. You you know the wisdom. You know it's like it's like drinking a drop of water but not taking it all. You know that, that's exactly what it is. And so we have to be very careful when it comes to our salvation. Are we enduring into the very end? That's it. Are we asking ourselves, are we asking ourselves every day, God, renew me every day. Father, renew me every day. You know, Lord, renew me every day. Because, uh, because some also, what do you call that? Some also uh, denomination or some also believers says that, uh, uh, yeah, they are only standing for one to two verses in the Bible looking for that passage that oh, no one can snatch us away from God's hand, no one can separate us from uh -huh. His love like that. Uh -huh. And then, once you're always saved, you're always saved, but you're not, because it says that you will, uh, I forgot the verse, but it says that no one will boast, you know? Like, oh, the salvation is free. Salvation you know, the salvation is, is free. Grace, yeah, grace, by grace, grace alone, through faith. Mm -hmm. And then, so they dwell on it. And then they will not, they will not, uh, you know, a desire. Um, they will not a, a desire to serve God, uh -huh. and changing their set themselves, renewing uh -huh. their, their, you know, their, um, their love to Christ. They are, they are still continue singing. I remember uh -huh. one of my students told me last year, I guess last year, if I'm not forgotten, yes, last year he, he told me that, um, I. I I uh, at some point in my in my uh, you call that in my lesson he, he told me that oh what what's the purpose of Christ dying on the cross if you will not sin <laughs> yeah that's a blasphemy you know and uh, you know as a Christian you, you cannot do that that um, uh, I mean uh, that you're going to you know to to to, to tell it straight to the point, I don't know if you are agree with me straight to the point if they are not believers, you know, because they are not believers, so they can they can say something about Christ and they don't believe, you know, that Jesus Christ is, is God and personal Savior. And he, he told me that, oh, what's the purpose of Christ dying on the cross if we will not sin? Let's do sin. You know, let's yeah, do yeah. sinning, you know. So that's, you know. Well, Paul, uh, Paul says that. Paul says that because we're, it says, uh, because we're if we're because we're saved in the grace, does that mean that we continue to sin? Mm -hmm. That's willful sin. Yeah, that's willful yeah, sin. Yeah, he says absolutely sin. not. He yeah. says right. And, and Jesus says in Matthew 24, 8, uh, 24 13 it says, "But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved." You know. So even Jesus, Jesus these words, Paul was reflecting these words. The, the writer of Hebrews was reflecting the words of Jesus, saying, "You must stand to the end." You yeah. must be firm to the end. Yeah, there's a lot of church that disregarded good works, you know, a part of, you know, of salvation, a part of being saved also. Mm -hmm. Where there's a lot of proofs in the book of James, it always says that, uh, that works without uh, uh, faith without works is dead. And we are going to judge according to our works also in the book of Revelation. So, um, I'm, uh, uh, well, uh, I, I guess I am... <laughs> slightly uh, away from off of the topic but i guess it's a part of being 
you know, uh, obedient to Christ, not to do sin, you know, not to avoid sin, you because, know. And, you know, some people, some believers really, really embrace the doctrine of eternal security, but they don't really know the mean of it. Like, the eternal security, yeah. when one save, always save, so we can do sin. Yeah, yeah, also, it, it, it is also a, uh, what you call that, as a Christian also, you need to um, dig it up, not only in your personal view, your personal knowledge, but the Bible also tells us, the Holy Spirit promised us, you know, the book, uh, the, the Word of God promised us that He will going to introduce the nature, you know, the nature of God in us every day if we are going to continue to desire and nurture it also you know i i believe i do believe that we still have part and we still have choice to to continue until the end to stand in our faith until the end that's right yeah. and so uh real quick before we end uh, uh hebrews hebrews 10 says if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth no sacrifice for sin is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and raging fire that will consume the enemies of god so again the the um what we call it the continuing the continuance of sin deliberately right so sinning deliberately is a major sin that is actually blasphemy of the holy spirit because we reject Christ, we reject the Holy Spirit, even though it's telling us not to sin, right? And so we are running out of time here as uh, our clock is telling me to uh, close out. And so uh, I hope that answers your question, lover, as far as um, will are you saved even though you sin? Uh, just, I think that repentance is the biggest issue here, you know, yes, repentance, 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 and we need to continue to repent every time we sin, yes, right. and, and the, the, the process of sanctification is a long yes. process, the process of sanctification will not end until we die or until yes. Christ comes to us, yes. right, and so that is all for today, guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed our topics and discussions, and uh, we will see you guys again, we're going to go ahead and pray. Yes, we need also that. to include the, what you call that, the first one, who, the first question that we, that we tried to Yeah, and again, that first question was, I, I was wondering where do I start if you wanted to do missionary yeah. work. And so again, uh, these are our two questions for today. Uh, hopefully, if you have any questions that you would like answered or discussed on our podcast, then again, send us a message, send us a voice message through Anchor, or you can send us a uh, a message through uh, our Facebook page. It's, it's, it's the, the Facebook page is the same as the page here yeah. uh, to search for Biblical Answers. And uh, we will be happy to accept your questions and answer them. Anything goes, there is no question that we will not answer. Okay, yeah. and so... This is a topic also that is, you know, very, very, uh, I mean, very important because... Most of the people right now, church people, I just wanted, yeah, yeah, they, they, they just wanted a uh, good to ear message, like a cotton candy message that it's, it's, it's very uh, pleasing to yeah, the ear. Pleasing to the ear. Mm -hmm. And our, our topics um, would be, I mean, would be helpful for us to rebuke us, to correct us, whatever, uh, I mean, whatever the questions may raise also, we are also open for your questions that you're gonna um, send us and you can free, you can free also to us, send us your, your questions. And tonight we're gonna go and um, have our closing prayer. Um, yes, Father God, we thank you so much once again, Lord, for your goodness and for giving us wisdom, Lord God, and you serve as a mouth speak, Lord, uh, uh, this, this uh, moment, Lord. Thank you, Lord, to reveal us the truth, Lord, the love, and uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we cannot do it in our own, Lord. It, we are not only teaching it to those who are listening, Lord God, but it, we are also, Lord, that teaching it 
teaching those lessons, Lord God, for ourselves. Teach us also to endure until the end, Lord God. And Lord, um, thank you so much for the life of uh, Alex and Lover. Um, and um, we thank you so much, Lord, and we, we honor you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so again, so thank you for listening to us, and uh, we will see you guys again next week. Uh, we ran out of time on our segment, so uh, we're recording this last ending to uh, say our goodbyes for this week. And again, God bless you guys, and we'll be praying for all of you. Uh, okay, God bless. God bless. God bless. Goodbye. Right, bye bye. bye.